Hey, we're back. It's uh, week five of the year 2000, the worst year of our lives. I am Daniel. I'm Scott. I'm Kelly. I'm Drew. And uh, we've somehow managed to watch another episode of WCW Nitro in the year 2000. Made it through January. Made it through January. Five episodes in a month. I mean, like, I guess that's technically possible, but it seems like a lot. We proved it. It (laughs) Up to now, nobody knew. Yeah. Could you have five Mondays in a month? Sounds impossible, but we did it. So, we're back. It's, uh, I mean, it's a lot of the same. (laughs) Uh, the more things change, the more things stay the same. They're they're gonna change a lot soon, though. Yes, yes, this they is, will. This is like weird holding pattern booking they've got right now. And honestly, I didn't find this show to be like awful to watch. Yeah. So Dan Kelly and myself all watched this by ourselves, which none of us were looking forward to. No. Uh, at the very least, Dan and I didn't hate it as much as we thought we were going to. Kelly might have. I guess it wasn't as bad. Um, But, again, I think that's because I just liked watching the commercials between the segments. Yeah, the the file I had for Nitro had all the 2000 commercials on it, so there was was some Mario Party stuff, there was uh, was a Matthew Lesko in the question mark suit, there was uh, was a David Arquette and Marlon Wayans 1-800-CALL-ADT commercial. Good stuff. So, uh, it is uh, January 31st, 2000. We are from Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. By, uh, by the way, we're in the car. That's why it sounds like this. Uh, they drew a legitimate paid sellout of 7500 They were still selling out in 2000. They sold wow. out that building. $161,000 gate. I wonder if that's their last sellout. <laughs> um, uh, it is the fifth straight week of January that features uh, the NWO basically opening the show in the back. In the back, sitting. Yeah. Just sitting around with girls, multiple members, the majority of them unable to wrestle. Yeah, almost everyone. Yeah. So this week, um, Commissioner Kevin Nash, uh, not, not, not even there. Not there. He legitimately hurt himself uh, the previous week, or I'm sorry, the previous day. At a house uh, show. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. G- getting out of his car oh, and slipping right. on ice. Yeah. Uh, so he legitimately went and had to get surgery the day of this Nitro. Um, also noticeably absent, Buff Bagwell. Not sure why he wasn't there. But uh, both guys were, I guess, supposed to be factored pretty heavily into the show. show had to be rewritten um, kind of on the fly or the afternoon of. Also noticeable by his absence, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, legit had strep throat. So the afternoon of, they call, I don't know about you guys, but... My favorite color commentator of the year 2000, good old Mark Madden. Fuck Making you. his WCW debut. Right. Um, I don't know about you, but literally the first note that I have on my phone here just says, Madden. Ugh. I had a similar one in my notes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess he wasn't awful, but he kind of was. <laughs> I don't know if it was just, like, my preconceived notion. Like, I see Mark Madden and, like... Fuck this guy. Like, immediately. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck his face. But... And not in that kind of way. But, um... So, uh, the NWO are kind of palling around. Um, I think Scott Hall gets a phone call. It's Kevin Nash telling him he's not going to be there. Um, he passes the phone to Jeff Jarrett. I guess... We don't hear this, but Nash tells Jarrett that he's going to be the acting commissioner... Uh, Hall's like, oh, we're all gonna work together, and Jared's like, no, 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 like, 
I get to be the acting commissioner, and uh, and they're all kind of palling around, and uh, I, I wrote this note, NWO uncool, <laughs> because I distinctly caught Jeff Jarrett saying, NWO in the his house! Uh, Jarrett said several, like, Snoop Dogg slang things. Like, guys, it was too fat. Like, he was doing is Latin, like he did his house, he called someone Chizamp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. It was terrible. Jared is so lame. And what also, actually, maybe my first note was his insistence on shoehorning the word slap nuts oh, like into everything, like even where it doesn't fit at all. Yeah. Yes. Makes me cringe so hard. So, also at the beginning of the show, we had a recap from Thunder, uh, which. Two is, world title changes! Which is a good thing we had a recap from Thunder because last week on Nitro, a show that I did not see and I was not present for, um, I guess there was a. Did Kevin Nash get the title? Sid. Sid got the title. Sid beat Nash for the vacant title. Yes. Then uh, he was forced to hand it back over to Nash. Correct. Who By Commissioner Nash. By, by himself. Uh, Sid then had to face Nash and one of the Harris brothers yes. in a handicap the, the, match. The Harris brother he didn't beat on the way to Nash on Nitro. Yes. And he beat both of them and won the title back. With a crossface. Yes, yeah. with a crippled crossface. I noticed that. That was, that was poetic because this is in fact... The night yes. that the Radicals debut on Raw. Yeah. So the show that we were reviewing for you tonight, this goes head to head. AKA the nail in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, I have a note here that Sid arrived at the arena wearing a sick oh, Char- Charlotte so Hornets so jacket. Yeah. Good. So awesome. And like a backwards hat, didn't he? Fucking uh, right. I, I don't know uh, if it was a hat. He might have had one at a different time. I do remember a hat, though. Okay, fair. Um, so our first match of the evening is another opening round contest of the WCW Cruiserweight title uh, for the vacant title tournament. Yeah, vacated uh, by Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, it is Lash LaRue versus Evan Courageous with three count at ringside who liberally interfere in the course of a two-minute match. I hate Lash LaRue's poofy hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Um, it looks stupid. The match itself wasn't terrible. It's okay. It was pretty inoffensive. I hated it, was it a, less than I was expecting to hate I recall there being a pretty match. cool Evan Courageous springboard cross body to the floor. Lash LaRue debuts his new finish. Yes. Which, by the way... All of us have notes on this. Yes. So, he used to use the Whiplash, which I believe was a Moonlight Bomb. Yes. So, that was his old finish. Now, this is the Whiplash 2000. Yes. So, imagine you're going to go, you're setting guy up for a Russian leg sweep, but instead of holding with the arm around the head and holding the guy's arm, you just drop that, put him in a cravat, and you basically take a neck bump. You go backwards, and you take a neck bump, and you pin him. Did you remember him doing that move? No, not once. No. As he was setting up, the like, whiplash he, he calls it Whiplash 2000. I'm like, nope, you're just making that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually happened. Yeah. And then, yeah, he gave himself a neck bump, but he floated over into that lane. right on So yeah. sweet. Uh, spoiler alert, I did this move uh, six months ago yeah. <laughs> in a match. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so Lash Lure wins refereeing was kind of bullshit like he had to ignore a bunch of three count interference but uh whatever including shannon moore getting in, in the, the ring. ring yes but he didn't hit anyone so i guess no dq yes so that brings us to the next match uh actually before the next match there was at this point in the show and later on in the show i don't know if you guys took a note on this there was random dustin rhodes PSAs. oh yeah, yeah yeah i did see that yeah i saw it i did i fast forward and did not take a note oh. actually i thought it was a commercial so i fast forwarded i mean it technically was but it was just they had nothing for him so it was just like 
Dustin Rhodes doing don't try this at home commercials. But like, it wasn't look, even so much like don't try this at home. It's like I've been doing this. Was it maybe long try time. this at home? Because I prefer those. It like it was a don't try this at home, but like it was very it was, it, it was very lazy. It was just more like I've been doing this a long time. I know what I'm doing. Piss off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. Uh, that brings us to our next match. It is, I guess, in theory, for the WCW Tag Team Titles. Yeah, it um, was. The Mamelukes, Vito and Johnny the Bull, versus David Flair and Crowbar. Oh, I... um, Crowbar cut a promo before this. That was kind of clever, oh, I guess. That's what you missed last show. He's okay. the best commentator. Uh, they did it was Mamelukes versus Finley and Knobs. Yes. Uh, Flair, Daphne, Crowbar did commentary. I see. Flair. Horrible. Sure. Daphne. Horrible. Absolutely. Crowbar. Awesome. Yeah. He was so good. He, he was he carrying did. the fuck out of this team. His promo was just him using a bunch of like catchphrases and like from like old timey kind of wrestling. Like yeah. he was very like yeah. vaudevillian like, and like, like co- contrary to his gimmick. Yes. He did the same thing on comedy. Yeah. He, yeah, he did yeah. like old school. Like he was doing like Lance Russell commentary. Yes. So. um... They um, they started so actually it was right at the conclusion of the promo in the they, back they jumped them the Mamelukes jumped them and they brawled outside they back body dropped Big Vito into a pile of snow yep that was pretty awesome that was cool they came back inside a referee just happened to be there and, and it's like, a match all right match on yeah uh, they brawled their way towards the ring um this was okay it wasn't Crowbar did everything yeah basically David Flair sucks yeah um. My, the highlight of the match for me was Crowbar getting a table, bringing it in the ring to set it up. But before he set it up, he just straight up dropped it on Johnny the Bull. Yeah. Lying flat <laughs> on his back. Just like old school like Sandman table suplex. But it was literally just Strong. like hold it over the guy yeah. from about five feet up yeah. and then drop. <laughs> um, there was some fuckery with, um, oh, Disco was doing commentary. And then he was like, no, nah, my guy's got it. My guy's got it. And then when they obviously didn't have it, he he's like, eh, fuck it. He interferes. Um, Big Vito does a shitty top rope splash off the top rope. Through a table. Through a table. Yeah. Puts Crowbar through the table. That's your finish. Yep. Um, one segment we actually did miss before that was the NWO coming to the ring, announcing that Jarrett was the commissioner for the evening. Oh, and Steiner being Steiner. Yeah, like Steiner, Steiner riling up the locals, saying that like all the hot women in the, in the NWO were better looking than their girlfriends, yeah. and officially making the Harris brothers NWO members. Yeah, f- further further watering down the NWO. Uh, all the hot girls came out wearing like double XL NWO yeah, shirts huge NWO shirts awkward. over like one piece but then it uh, became obvious because they took them off to reveal like their boobs yeah uh, and then Ron and Don Harris put those shirts on yeah. so yeah. Um, it was also during this that Jeff announced that he was open to being bribed yes more on this later and by later I mean right now <laughs> Brian Knobs was the first one to take him up on his offer um I guess stemming from him and Finley breaking up the previous week. They're completely stupid breakup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Nobs says, "Here's some money. I want you to put Fit Finley in a match with Lex Luger. Because yeah. if I need someone to kick Finley's ass, it's I want Lex Luger, Glassman Lex Luger, <laughs> to fucking do it. So and also I forgot. I keep forgetting that the year 2000 is the year where everyone said fuck it to gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just whatever clothes you can find. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of fuck it to gear, but thumbs up to sweet street clothes, 
Harlem Heat 2000 came out. Oh, yeah. Always the best dressed. Always the best dressed. Yeah. So Booker comes out first to his usual theme and whatever fanfare. Uh, <laughs> Harlem Heat 2000, now managed by Jay Biggs, the former Clarence Mason. The future Damon Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, they cut a promo on how Booker can no longer use the Harlem Heat music. He can no longer use the letter T in his name because all, all properties of Harlem Heat. Yeah, because he's he left Harlem Heat. They even said he probably doesn't even have a wrestling license anymore because that's somehow tied to him being a member yeah. of Harlem Heat. Um, Ahmed Johnson, uh, Big T, cut a promo. You could understand it, but it was straight up. But he's still a mushmouth guitar. Um, so then uh, I'm trying to remember how it, it went down. Um, they, I think they convinced Harlem Heat 2000 to leave. It, it was supposed to be a match between Booker T and Big T, yeah. but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. They left. Yeah. Uh, so Booker and Jay Biggs had like a conference in the ring. And then Booker just punched him. Which quickly led to Booker <laughs> just kicking his ass, which led to Harlem Heat 2000, who had left seconds ago, having to run out to stop Booker. And they beat up Booker. But then... Um, Midnight, Midnight made, yeah, made yeah. the save for Booker, but then she got beat up as well. Yeah. Um, was, was Stevie Ray giving her those mean stomps like he was that last that last time they had to? I don't remember anything that mean. No, she jumped on Big T's back. He just kind of, like, tossed her off, and then she sold to the floor. Um, they gave... Did we mention that Drew hasn't seen this episode? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you're wondering if Drew hasn't seen the episode, he has not. Um, Booker T gave Jay Biggs a crazy... Abdo- um, Sorry. Oh my god Atomic, Atomic Drop Where oh, yeah. he literally just shot him All the way over And yeah. like Dropped him on his head uh, when, and, he, when he lifted him up I gasped Yeah I was like Whoa um, Then uh, As the, they went to grab Jay Biggs again And he started Clutching his neck Like he was gonna sue them Claiming that like They had done damage to him uh, At which point Tony Schiavone said Oh great He's selling his neck now Yeah Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That Okay, that... Okay, never mind. Keep going. There's, <laughs> there's something that... That actually comes up later on in the show. Oh, you, what? Uh, using insider yes. terms yeah. and, and burying the company? Yeah. Are we talking about standards and practices? Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll get to that in a bit. We'll get there. Uh, at this point, we see uh, Norman Smiley shows up in a Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins uh, AHL jersey. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, he then gets chased by three count through the back, at which point... He gets free from them. He finds the Kiss Demons, like, sarcophagus. weird sarcophagus Iron thing. Maiden. Yeah, Iron Maiden. Yeah, that's a good like, word for an Iron Maiden. He's, like, checking it out, and it starts closing on him, at which point he starts <laughs> screaming <laughs> he's being trapped inside the, the Iron Maiden gimmick. Uh, at next point, we've got um, uh, Billy Kidman taking on the wall. Um... They did not do much. No, uh, not. It was very. It was one minute long. It was short. The wall took a couple. Like he took a cool like toss up Rana from yeah. Kidman. He actually yeah. He took he took the, the pop up Rana well. Yeah. And he he picked Kidman up and actually tossed them pretty high for yeah. like a press. Thing. They really didn't do fuck all. Yeah. The finish was more WCW bullshit. Uh, Tori Wilson for some reason gets up on the apron. Uh, by the way, yeah, Tori Wilson is with Kidman. Uh, this was news to me that she was with Kidman. I guess she was randomly put with him last week as well. Yeah. But with no explanation no, as well. She just, hey, here's Kidman and Tori. Uh, so 
Tori uh, comes up on the apron. The wall is going to give Kidman a choke slam. Uh, Vampiro comes down. He does a top rope spin wheel kick on Kidman. To Kidman's back. To Kidman's back, which causes him to land on top of the wall. And then the ref has to stay distracted. (laughs) And the wall has to stay pinned. Well, Vampiro takes his sweet fight yeah. time getting out he of the really ring. He really did. He, like, goes back to the far side of the ring. Finally, the ref turns around, counts to three. Kidman wins. And, and, and I should all... Wait, well... I'm I, so confused by what just happened. Yeah, well... So, Vampiro... Yeah. Spin kicks Kidman in the back of the head. When he's up being held up okay, in the air. Chokes and that causes Kidman to he fall, fall on top backwards onto the wall. so does the wall lay there like he's out? Yes. Or is he selling it like, oh, I can't get this tiny guy oh, off of me? No, it's like he got hurt. It's he got hurt, yeah. Sure. Um, um, I, I was just going to say, Kidman's big fucking Italian nose get him in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> um, this is also running a common theme of distractions that aren't really working or shouldn't work in real life because uh, Tori gets up on the apron to distract the referee and as she's doing that um, Vampiro runs in climbs the top rope but he's in, he's on the same side as where the referee is he's yeah. in his vision yeah. like it, they don't understand that like you he have would, to have your back fully turned for this to work he, he would be in his peripheral version 100% yeah, yeah it, was, it was terrible and although this was one of the stupider ones, they have gotten behind Kidman. Yeah, well, like, he, this, this kills he's, the he, momentum. He's won everything. Yeah. yeah, this kills the momentum of two good Kidman matches in a row. Also, yes, yes true. Also, too, after the three count, Kidman immediately gets out of the ring and he goes after Vampiro and he like grabs him, I guess, to confront him about everything. And then that's they 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 cut. To- yeah, cut. They cut, and that's yeah. it. We never know what if, happens. If you have not noticed by this point, if you're watching these shows with us, WCW and 2000 are the king of these really sharp, yeah. like, um, out-of-nowhere cuts. Really ADD cuts. Yeah, like they just got cut, cut things off before they have room to breathe or before they've kind of finished settling even. It's the opposite of current WWE promos. Yeah, where they, the they leave things hanging for too for long. way too yeah. long. Yeah. Um, at this point, um, Fit Finley hits up Jeff Jarrett, also gives him money to, instead of booking Finley versus Luger, book Knobs versus Luger with Finley as the referee. It wasn't Finley's idea, though. No? No, no it was Jarrett's Jarrett. idea. Jarrett just thought it would be funny to fuck over Knobs. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. that's right. At which point, they cut to Knobs sitting in his locking, locker room. Watching it. Watching it. Go oh, no, fuck! <laughs> like, freaking out. But as soon as they cut to him... His monitor that he's watching the show on yeah. goes blank. Correct. <laughs> Should he not be in theory watching himself, himself. on the monitor? Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah, they had to turn off his monitor, otherwise we would have got caught in like a space-time loop. I guess so. Uh, so at this point, we get Ric Flair making his first appearance in WCW since Halloween Havoc. Um, he actually cuts a pretty good promo. Yep. Uh, he name drops. Every major league sports franchise in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, he name drops Yarmer Yager. Uh, he name Eric drops Lindros. Eric Lindros, Mario Lemieux. Um, <laughs> so here's where he's going with this. He brings up 
all these sports franchises that, in theory, the people in Wilkes Bar will like. Although people who like the Penguins don't like the Flyers, no. and people who like the Steelers don't like the um, Eagles. the Eagles. The uh, I feel like the biggest pop was Penn State. Yeah. Then, well, I mean, Wilkes Bar is kind of Central PA, yeah. and Penn State is as well. So, so he brings up all these franchises and teams. They all pop for it, and he goes, "Hold on, all those things, put them all together." I'm still better than all of them. I'm yeah. Ric Flair. Because <laughs> uh, the Brainiacs running WCW at this point thought, Ric Flair, haven't seen him in a while. We're in, like, solid WCW country. Yeah, he's been off TV for three months. We're on the East Coast. Let's bring him back as a heel. Idiots. The only problem is, even though he name drops all these teams that, that they all get a pop, then says he's better than them, he gets a bigger pop than all the teams do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he cuts a promo talking about his Armani suit and his Armani tie. Um, Armani or Gucci? I can't remember. Maybe it was Gucci, actually. Might have um, been, yeah. Uh, at which point, Terry Funk comes out. Uh, and they have, like, a back and forth. Funk's in the aisleway. Flair's in the ring. Um, now, I, I always... I found this kind of... Like, Funk comes out and talks about how... How Flair's jealous, and he starts talking about Mick Foley's book. Oh, yeah. complete so, non sequitur. Yeah. Like he's just like, "You're jealous of me. You want to know why you're jealous of me? Yeah. Mick Foley's book <laughs> has a quote where you say where he says that Ric Flair can't compare to a pimple on the ass of me, and and you believe it. Like like yeah, yeah. completely random. Flair uh, comes back with. Flair's the I've best. had world titles at WrestleManias, Starcade, so the second straight WWF reference yeah. in two sentences. Uh, his exact quote, in fact, is I've had more titles than you have cows on that little chicken ranch of yours, Funk. <laughs> and that was too much for Terry Funk. <laughs> chicken ranch? Yeah. Terry Funk, chicken ranch, he starts taking off down the aisleway, at which point Flair says, I'll slap the shit out of you, oh, Funk. Yeah, he does. <laughs> which does get bleeped. Continuing the trend of uh, people swearing on WCW. Cool guy swearing on WCW television. Also, tons of bleeping audience chants, which I think that was a new one this week. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I they, think it was mostly asshole that they were yeah, keeping, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I guess they just kind of got pulled apart I, I really like, yeah they fought a little bit and got broken price. yeah they did, they did pull apart with a bunch of refs and whatnot and security Kelly yes what do you want to tell me about uh, Lenny and Lodi aka standards <laughs> and practices and they're they're meeting backstage with Miss Hancock aka the hottest woman in, <laughs> in the attitude era yeah. so hot um, well anyways they come out and they wear they, they're, because before they were wearing suits yes yes yeah. they're now wearing kind of like weird they're, like they're wearing basically what you would find in the year 2000 yeah, like hot topic they're or, wearing their shitty 2000 street clothes yeah yes. pretty much and um, they're like like oh we're, we've had enough of this oh because in uh, I think during like the, the tag title match, uh, Hancock came out. She came again. out and like was eyeing the competition. But, yeah. but, but they weren't with her this yes. time, yeah. whereas yeah. they have like, been before. It's like we don't need this anymore. It's like no more suits. Like yeah, we ain't. <laughs> it, it was like we're done like dressing up like uh, a bunch of idiots to get you over. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and there were some other ones. I uh, can't quite I, be- I believe. She was like, well, like, kiss your job goodbye. She's like, oh, they're like, oh, great, a job in WCW. We don't fucking care. Completely shitting on their own jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in real life. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, well, like, who, oh, like, a push here, what do we care about that? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they used the word push. Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, that was great. She, uh, also, Hancock is a horrible promo. <laughs> yeah, she's not a good promo at this point. She got better. She but, did get better. But, yeah. She is lovely, though. She's lovely. Oh, 
come back. <laughs> come back, Stacey. She's still lovely. No, yeah. she is still lovely. I think she's someone's baby daddy now, but... Yeah, she is. She is someone's baby daddy? Yeah, that didn't come out right. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm like, there is some Keebler news that I have not been keeping up on. All I know is that George Clooney fucked up. Uh, he did fuck up. Although his wife's really attractive, too. She ain't Keebler. Uh, she, I think she's a better breadwinner than Keebler is, though. Yeah. She's like oh, some what? international lawyer. She's an international lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's so cool. Um... Next up is the sweet guest referee Fit Finley uh, for Lex Luger versus Brian Knobs. Always good when the best wrestler in the match is the ref. Yes. This um, match was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the match was no good. Um, whenever Knobs would get in the offense, Finley would just casually just deck him from just behind. <laughs> so Luger would take over. Luger, uh, by the way, <laughs> who. I mean, he can't, since coming back, he's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Liz is also kind of disgusting, too. Yeah. They won't shut up about how Liz is in the best shape of her she's life. She's on Luger's diet She's, life. like, hanging out with Luger, but she's, like, so fake tan. She's real And, like, it just looks... Yeah. She's still not a bad-looking woman, but it's just not the it's Liz that bad. we're used to. I, I, I definitely wrote in a note, um, like, every time I see Liz, I get really sad. And, like, not just because she died young... But because I don't think one second of footage exists where she looks like she's happy to be on camera. Yeah. Ever. Uh, 80s onward. I think that's part of her personality. She's, I think she was naturally a shy woman. But, she was. But, but still. But like she always, she's, even when she's a heel. Yes. She always looks terrified. Uh, Speaking of terrified. Uh, so, Lex so, Luger. Yeah. Lex Luger <laughs> bumping is, is awful because he keeps putting his elbows down because I think he's made of glass. Yeah. He, at this point, he has made a glass, and, and yeah. that was, I mean, this might be a mean thing to say, but I think that was proven with his eventual outcome in life. Oh, it was made out of glass. But um, the finish of this match is pretty great. <laughs> uh, sure. Nobs yeah. gets really blown up doing three consecutive elbow drops in a row yeah. to the point where by the third one, he's having to, like, put his hands on his knees to push himself the, up to the, his feet. Yeah, the third elbow was not, the net zip on it. The first then one he did. gets up to the second rope to drop, presumably, another elbow drop. He's huffing and puffing. Liz cracks him with the bat, but well, then isn't sure that she got him, so she does, like, another kind of swing as he's bumping off and completely misses. Um... And then Luger, does he pin him or does he just try to pilmanize him at that point? Uh, no, so the finish goes, uh, <laughs> Finley hits knobs, Liz hits knobs. Yeah. Finley, oh, Finley just walks out. Finley just leaves. That's right. Yeah. There is no finish. Yes. Knobs is out. Out cold. Luger decides this is the perfect time to pilmanize his arm so he takes while his, he's unconscious. his sting chair because he's like subtly been eluding to sting like yeah. well not that subtle he was dressed up as him earlier in yeah. the month and now he's got his fucking chair they wrap Brian Knobs' wrist in the chair and do the classic Steve Austin stomp on the chair I'm gonna say conservatively he stomps on the chair 15 times easily Brian Knobs does not move a fucking no. muscle because he's out because he's out cold so he's just lying there while his wrist is presumably getting broken and then the announcers <laughs> The announcers are like, man, when Brian Knobs wakes up, he's going to be in a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a bunch of referees and Doug Dillinger run out and stop Luger. That's the end of that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next segment is a good one. This is the segment that was made for Drew. But Drew was not there to I, watch the show. I, I know what it is because I remember what it is. 
So we see the Kiss Demon, Dale Torborg, uh, strength and conditioning coach for the Chicago White Sox. Yes. Um, World Series champion. World Series champion, Dale Torborg. Uh, or was it? Yep. Or was he a, uh, maybe a catching coach? No, he's a... He was a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he has got a police officer with him. He's filing out a police report because his shit is missing from his casket, his Iron Maiden, whatever you want to call it. Which seems uh, not within his gimmick. Yeah, no. Like, the kiss demon yes. shouldn't be telling on someone. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he's missing his shit, but he's also kind of wearing his shit. Yeah, like, yeah, he's got the boots. face paint and he's got boots. And, and he's got like, hug- he's got bu- uh, bikers that have yeah. kiss and sparkly on his butt. Yeah. So, so if he had to go, he could go. So immediately from that, we see uh, the entranceway. Screaming Norman Smiley's music hits. Out comes Norman in full Kiss Demon regalia. He is the Screaming Demon. It is awesome. Yeah, it's completely it's awesome. The idea is that he went into the Iron Maiden and the Iron Maiden turned him into the Kiss Demon. Yes. Because yes. they do yeah. show a clip of him yeah. coming out with like smoke and like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Before, yeah. Before the commercial, he comes out of the thing with the smoke. After the commercial, Kiss Demon is immediately filing a police report. I mean, conservatively, the commercial was maybe three minutes. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, Norman comes out. He faces uh, Shane Helms from Three Count. They wrestle for maybe three minutes. They probably have the best match on the show by yeah, default. It, yeah. it is the best match on the show. Um, let me tell you about the best spot from this match. Oh, my God. They do, like, a really, like, nice um, high spot. I think it's rear waist lock, reverse, single leg from behind, boot off the back off the ropes, drop down into the greatest goddamn Norman Smiley body slam of all time. It's so fucking great. It, like, he gets him up and does his big swing that he always but does. so fast. But kind of, like, loses him. Yeah. And he just goes flying. Oh, my God. It's awesome. It's the best. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Norman does a nice giant swing in the match yep. as yep. well. And then he finishes with a, a nice-looking uh, cross-face chicken wing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, his that's, finish that he never got to finish with. That's two straight weeks. I'm watching. I'm like, Norman Smiley is such a good wrestler and has a gimmick yeah. that could not highlight it worse. Yeah. yeah. Same as Fit Finley at, yep. at this point. Basically. Yeah. Um, the demon. Hey, you're a good wrestler. You do hardcore now. Yes. So the demon comes out to confront him. Norman like power jogs away from him. Yeah. Like over the railing and into the audience, and the demon follows him and somehow like. Norman sort of picks up his pace, but he manages to stay, like, just out of an arm's reach away from him as they're going up the stairs, and then there's a classic Nitro, like, awkward cut. Like, does he reach him? We don't know. They don't, like, brawl out of, like, our sight or anything, so there you have it. Uh, Next... Uh, we have a backstage promo. By, by the way, the, uh, we are four for four on interference in matches right now. Uh, well, five. Five, five for five, I five. believe. Yeah, five, five for five. Um, we um, we're, we come back. It's a DDP promo in the back with Kimberly Page. Uh, my first note just says Kim's boobs. Oh yeah, boobs. Uh, because they were phenomenal. They're popping. They're popping huge. Um, question. Was the Buff Bagwell feud ever finalized? Did we ever find out anything? They of- absolutely talked about it like it was finalized. Yes. Um, that is the end of that sentence. <laughs> yes. So 
inside knowledge. Um, uh, I read the Observer from this week. Is this the reveal? There, no, it's not the reveal. Oh. Um, just, it's over. That's it. The feud's done. Yeah. <laughs> and both guys were pissed because they liked where the feud was going. But they were just sort of like, okay, that's enough of that. That's it. Let, let's move on. Uh, so we never found out if Buff gave Kimberly his stuff? No. No clue. Uh, so they're in the back cutting a promo just saying like, yeah, 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 Buff Bagel, whatever. We're done with him. Uh, the Mamelukes come. Vito pinches Kim's ass. Disco. No, 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 no. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Vito pinches his ass yeah. and gets out of the way. She turns around. Disco is standing Disco there. Blamed. She assumes that Disco pinched her ass. She was like, yo, Paige, kick his ass. He's like, all Real right. Home Alone 2 situation. So, <laughs> so they, another match, they just brawl from out the back. And it's a match. Into the ring. I mean, I guess that's what led to EA deciding, like, we really got to make a, a video game that where all the matches start in the back. Who and, needs a ring? And that's, stay in the back. That seems secondary. And thus, the gods gave us EA Backstage Assault. Um, so yeah, they brawled all around ringside. Um, they had a pretty decent okay like match. It wasn't, it was fine. It wasn't too bad. Uh, DDP hit a really nice Liger Bomb for yeah. a two count. Yeah. Um, Disco basically no-sold it, and they went straight to the finish where they did a couple hip-toss reversals into a diamond cutter. Clean win. Clean win. Look nice. Five out of six interference. Um, no, no complaints there. Uh, we're leading to the main event. Uh, which has been set up earlier. It's uh, Jarrett and Ron and Don Harris. Jarrett returning from concussion. Versus Sid, Funk, and Flair. Uh, this match was made by Jarrett. Yeah. So we don't know, like, will Funk and Flair be able to work together? It's yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Flair, as, Flair as, does not show up. Flair, yeah, spoilers. Flair, uh, Flair shows up at the end and they brawl. Not, no, not for the match. But he doesn't come for the match. He doesn't help them out. He comes out and fights with Terry Funk. Yeah. yeah. Um, not helpful. Before the commercial, we have Sid walking the hall, muttering his name, Sid, to himself. <laughs> which I, I got to pop out of that. Sid's the best. Yeah. yeah. By the way, two, year 2000, Sid is the most over man. Yes. I, do, I, did, I forgot how fucking over he was. So, Sid is the best. Um, the other thing I love is Sid's... Uh, canned music that they use on the network that you guys don't get because you're using uh, you watch the old original, uh, yeah. original air dates but they have a sweet uh, stand in yeah. theme for Sid so Sid is conservatively our number two MVP of WCW in he's my number two so for far. sure it's, it's Tank Sid Norman yeah. so that's what I'm saying number one is Tank Abbott yeah. who is not on the show this week Yeah, but was on the show last week starting his angle with Big Al which I, I know you guys uh, were shocked that it wasn't Al Green. It was. Because he wrestled Al Green and, then, and d- then got into a thing with Big Al. Yes. I couldn't believe it. Here is some knowledge I'm going to drop on you guys. Who do you think that WCW originally contacted and offered the role of Tank's, I guess, rival to have this feud with the blow-off happening at uh, Super Brawl in a few weeks? Kimo's not a bad guess. You're in the right ballpark. Kelly, you want to take a guess? Uh, I have no idea. Ken? I, I, I got it in I got it in a few guesses. Ken was still in WWF. Oh, yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. It was, in fact, the hammer, Mark Coleman, oh. who they offered that role to. He turned it down, and then they were like, all right, Tank, just get one just of your buddies. Just get a buddies. friend. Don't get a wrestler or anything. So that brings us to the main event. Uh, like I said, uh, funk and vicious, because... Flair doesn't show up versus Jared and the Harrises. Um, they basically just brawl around ringside 
taking turns getting the advantage and then just kind of randomly like they're using weapons they're fighting yeah. and then it just kind of settles down like oh it's a tag match now yeah. yeah they go they politely go to their corners and they have a tag match hey they're they're all pros um it wasn't great it wasn't terrible yeah. um the Harris's are kind of bad. The Harris's are kind of bad. Yeah. Sid's awesome, though. Sid managed to powerbomb one of the fucking Harris's. That's good. Like, like no nothing. problem whatsoever. He did, uh, he did, he last, did last, last week as well. And yeah. it was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, the, the one Harris took a choke slam like shit. Yeah. yeah. And then and the other one took the powerbomb like a fucking boss. Yeah. Uh, so that's the better Harris, whichever yeah. one that is. And he teased a choke slam and hit a powerbomb. So obviously he was like, I learned my lesson yeah. from next week. Well, we'll just tease it with you this time, big big man. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Flair comes out, him and Funk brawl. Um, I think in the melee, the ref gets distracted. Sid gets hit by guitar by Jarrett and pinned in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Yep. Setting up uh, Jarrett being the number one contender for Sid's title. And Jarrett, as acting commissioner, named himself, named himself that. That's not the exact match that happens in Super Bowl. At Super Bowl, no? I looked it up. Because literally when he made himself the number one contender, I'm like, I wonder if this match even happens. Yeah. Uh, it does, uh, but it is a three-way. Yes. Also involving Scott Hall. Sure. In the year 2000. So I'm sure it's a winner. I think you need to stop doing that. I think we need to just... <laughs> Let it ride, Let it <laughs> and then when we get like the still frame pay per view recaps the following week, and we go, "Hey, what happened?" There? <laughs> um, yeah. So that basically brings us to the end of this episode of Nitro. Six for seven on interference. Yeah, tons of interference, tons of just awkwardly booked shit. Um, somehow flew by. Hour yeah. and a half didn't Wasn't bother bad. me at all. Wasn't bad. Um, Looking forward to next week where hopefully all four of us can watch it and maybe review it in a car again. I don't know. Who knows? What, 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 wait, what was the reveal? The hammer? The, the hammer mark. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What could have been? He could he could have cut Mark Coleman's beard off with that knife. Uh, would, they, would they still have said it if he did it with Mark Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> He's going like, to shave his eyebrows. <laughs> Big Al had a, a little bit of face. He had a goatee, I think. Yeah. It, it wasn't. I've, I've watched it very recently. He had, like it wasn't enough to like cut off with a knife at all. Gotcha. But um, I, w- I wonder if they would have said it for clean shaven Mark Coleman. Well, I think that is our big uh, dramatic cliffhanger for next week. We uh, gotta go pick up Sweetums on the side of the road here. <laughs> uh, join us next week, where I'm sure more stuff will happen that had nothing to do with the stuff that happened this week. That's how we do it.